All right, good to see everybody Tuesday night. Hope you are doing well in Jesus' mighty name. Let's go over this collusion thing real quick, and I just want to put this stipulation in. A lot of people call this the greatest political conspiracy in history, bigger than Watergate, bigger than uh, you know any other uh, conspiracy you could name. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual conspiracy. It did happen. But just know that this pales in comparison to the hoax that they have perpetrated both on the United States and around the world. Same players, same people, same motivations with COVID-19, with the vaccine. Always keep that in mind with all those out there right now that are still that are conservatives, that are Christians, even that are advocating for the vaccines that are still cooperative with masking, still cooperative with lockdowns. Never never actually said those three vaunted words, I was wrong, going back to March of 2020, still cooperating, still pimping vaccines to everybody. Understand that the very same people, like if you watch a conservative right now, and they, they start off with their line of, you know, uh, I'm I'm all for the vaccines. I'm just not. I'm against the vaccine mandate. Understand that that person willingly put a needle in their arm with an mRNA experimental vaccination, pushed, pimped, and whored by the exact same people who perpetrated the Russia collusion hoax. Understand that. Suddenly they don't. They can't stand and they don't trust the FBI, and they shouldn't. They don't trust obviously the DNC, Mark Elias, Hillary Clinton, Perkins Coie. Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele can't stand any of those people, but then those same exact conservatives will pump into their blood veins the very thing that those same exact people tell them to put into their body. Truly amazing to me that there's congressmen and women, big name conservative pundits who who can't stand all of this, who will now spend the next couple of months, as I will, as this all needs to be exposed, and people need to be prosecuted, people need to be held civilly and criminally liable, and they'll be going over these things for the next couple of months, as they should, but never cor- uh, correlating the fact that they themselves take a vaccine that is pimped and whored by the very people who perpetrated the collusion hoax. I mean, I, I, I never will understand why it is that you can't, you hate Joe Biden, politically I'm talking about, I hate Joe Biden, hate Kamala Harris, can't stand their totalitarianism, but then take their vaccine. I, I will never get that with conservatives. I really will never understand that. So let's go over this real quick. So very, so this is actually, it, it's more complicated, maybe in a very step-by-step tributary uh, outlook on it, but it's very simple. Actually, how it went was that you had Rodney Joffe, who was hired by people like Jake Sullivan, the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign, Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, people like that hired Rodney Joffe, who is a security tech expert. He wanted he wanted a, a Hillary Clinton, a Clinton acolyte. He wanted a job. The job was he wanted to be a top security official at for the you know for the Clinton presidency. So he wanted them to win. So he hired a bunch of tech experts out mainly out of Georgia Tech. Now what was happening was is they actually had a licensed job, a real job, a legal job, which they were mining for data under under government control, paid for, under government supervision, properly done. They were mining for certain uh, uh, government. Uh, information whether it was under the pentagon or whatever entities it was under they were i think it was the pentagon and they were doing a legitimate job but just like a police officer if you're given a warrant for car a 
and you go to car B, everything that you do in car B is illegal and called fruit of the poisonous tree. And so what these tech experts did under Rodney Joffe, a Clinton acolyte hired by Hillary Clinton, hired by Mark Elias, hired by Jake, Jake Sullivan. What he did, what, what his experts did, was they went outside of the scope of what they were tasked to do, what they were hired to do, and they went in and broke into Donald Trump's campaign computer, Donald Trump's personal computer, as far as not, not necessarily personal to himself, but personal as president and president-elect, They did, and, and, and person running for president for the RNC, broke into his computer both at the Trump Tower and then later on, in the White House itself, they hacked into the computer and basically downloaded who he was meeting with, any sort of computer searches, anything they could possibly find that they could enlist a false narrative saying that he was talking to Russians. They also were scheduling, not these people specifically, but the Clinton campaign, Clinton operatives were also scheduling appointments themselves with like when, when, when Donald Trump Jr. met with the Russian official at Trump Tower because they were going there to discuss what, what Donald Trump Jr. thought was uh, orphanages and orphans and met with this person. This was, that was all orchestrated by these same people so that they could say, that Donald Trump is meeting with Russians. They trumped up this whole, no pun intended, they trumped up this whole Alpha Bank thing, which is a Russian-affiliated bank, saying that Donald Trump was in direct connection with them, as, as Tucker Carlson made fun of, like a bat phone, right, directly to Alpha Bank. That was all completely and totally fabricated. That's what Jake Sullivan, Jake Sullivan now, the National Security Advisor, National Security Advisor for the Biden administration, has not recused himself. And by the way, I'm trying to remember exactly where his wife works his wife is also i can't remember where she needs to be recusing herself to it may come to me before the show's over but these people like i've told you for forever all these people know each other so anyway so they're saying that trump is 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 speaking to alpha bank is is meeting with russian officials whatever it may be it was all lies they it's actually on paper now that they hired these tech experts to put together a narrative where they could put out into the public that Trump is being influenced by Russians. That is what they said that is under oath, that is on paper. So this is the biggest political conspiracy outside of COVID-19, because COVID-19 is a global political uh uh, conspiracy. Uh, well, it's not even. It's not. I hate to even use the word conspiracy. It was a. It's a global uh, action taken, just like this was. Not a conspiracy because that people think it's a, con a conspiracy theory. A conspiracy is a real thing. So this was happening. Now, what happened too was this information was given to this attorney by the name of Michael Sussman. Michael Sussman then went and spoke to the FBI and CIA and under penalty of perjury, really not penalty of perjury, but under the obstruction, uh, violating the obstruction laws, he lied to the FBI and he said that I am just doing this as a good citizen. And they asked him point blank, are you sure you're not a political operative? And he said no. And at that time, he was being paid by the Hillary Clinton for president campaign. So he lied and he has, has an indictment filed against him. Right now, under John Durham's special prosecutorial powers and the one running the investigation. So that is what has happened so far. And if you notice, one of the things that Jake Sullivan said when he was speaking on, I can't remember whether it was MSNBC, CNN, whatever it may be that he was speaking to, he said that his information that he was getting was based on public reporting. Well, this is what these people do. What they do is they release this information 
two newspapers. Let's just use the Washington Post. So they release it to Bezos's Washington Post. And then they say, and then so the Washington Post puts out a headline that says Donald Trump's colluding with Russians. And then those same people will file a FISA application, which, by the way, is exactly what happened under James Comey, under under Andrew McCabe. They filed a FISA application to spy further on Donald Trump, saying that, look, the newspapers and the media are reporting the very things that we're claiming that Trump is doing. Remember, they gave the story to the media and then they use it for a FISA application saying, you know what? Look, the media is reporting the very things that we're claiming. You see, that's what the, that's who these people are. And then these same people are the ones who are telling people, telling the United States, telling everybody globally, wear a mask and get vaccinated. The exact same people. Anthony Fauci is one of these people. He had nothing to do with the collusion hoax, but he is one of those people. He's a Clinton DNC acolyte. And then Republicans do a certain measure and conservatives and Christians do a certain measure of this. Now, how did the media report on all this? Here's a Clay Travis video. Play it for me. It's completely wrong. It did not. It did not happen. This was. There was no spying. There was. It's Pizzagate. The conspiracy gene is no more accurate than Pizzagate. Mm-hmm. No one was spying on the president through the microwave. No one spied on the Trump campaign. There was no spying. There was no spying. No spying. There was 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 no spying. Wow. By the way, there was no spying, of course. There was no spying. There was no spying on the Trump campaign. On the Trump campaign. It's been a year and a half. There There was was no no spying on the Trump campaign. Of this crap. No No spying spying on on the the Trump Trump campaign. campaign. Which is a conspiracy theory. No No spying spying on on the Trump Trump campaign. campaign. Facts matter. And, oh, by the way, no, there was no... There was no... No. No. No spying on the Trump campaign. And all of us remember Donald Trump came out and said, Barack Obama was spying on me. Barack Obama was briefed about all this. Barack Obama knew what was happening. Barack Obama was briefed that it was, it's kind of a convoluted story, but Barack Barack Obama was briefed that the Hillary Clinton campaign was putting out a false Trump collusion narrative and that the Russians were aware that the Hillary Clinton campaign was putting out a false Russia Trump collusion hoax. The Russians were aware of it. And that John Brennan briefed Barack Obama. Barack Obama knows all about this. They're all complicit in it. And they all need to be held criminally liable. Oh, come on, Tom. You know, that was that was six years ago. Doesn't matter. See, until you deal with these people, Christians will go, you know what, you have to forgive. You forgive upon repentance. Please, please read your Bible in Luke chapter 17, verse 3. You forgive upon repentance. These people have never changed. It's the example that I give you every time. Anita Hill came out and absolutely crucified Clarence Thomas on the hill. Christine Blasey Ford did the same thing to Brett Kavanaugh because they will continue to do it until you stop them. Clarence Thomas should have sued Anita Hill for defamation. 
And of course, Brett Kavanaugh should have done the exact same thing. But since they never take care of it, the Democrats, who, by the way, just make sure we're clear with this, the Republicans are cowards. The Democrats are demon acts. They will continue to do these demonic lying things over and over and over again until they're held accountable. I don't want to hear when we have a bread wave, which we're going to have in November of this year. I do not want to hear, let bygones be bygones. That's in the past. We all need to move on. Forget all of that stuff under George Soros's moveon.com. All those different. No, we're not. It's, it's not time to move on. All of these people need to be held criminally liable. If they're going to have two impeachment hoaxes, both of them completely, and then two years worth of, of Robert Mueller's investigation with 41 agents and $40 million, then we need to go ahead as Republicans, as conservatives, hold, and hold the, have our own hearings and do exact and hold these people accountable and get them under oath. Things change when you get them under oath. Things don't change when you protest. Things change when you get them under oath. And again, I'm not belittling protests. I've been part of it. And, and, and the truckers in Canada are proving me wrong because things are changing. But on the whole, protests don't do a whole lot. But you get people under oath, under penalty of perjury, for years and years and years, Planned Parenthood denied that they were harvesting organs and selling organs. And then for years and years, they denied that they were harvesting organs from live babies. They admitted to both of them under oath because they don't want to go to prison. These people, every single one of them, Jake Sullivan, uh, Sussman, who's already been indicted, Hillary Clinton, Mark Elias, everybody else, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, who filed false FISA warrants based on false information, leaving out exculpatory material and boldface lying on the applications. They all need to be held accountable, both criminally and civilly with liability and losing their jobs. Hawkmaster Puso, which is Jack Posobiec tweet, the FBI let the DNC hire a contractor, remember this now, and investigate their own service. Who shows that firm? Leave this up. Mark Sussman, the firm was CrowdStrike. Let me go over this real quick. Remember what happened was the DNC claimed that their computers were hacked. They claimed that the Russians did it. That's what they always do. And I saw this earlier. I believe it was Clay Travis to put this out. Or I can't remember who it was. But, you know, it wasn't Clay Travis or somebody else, but they, they did a great commentary on this. No, you know who it was? It was Eric Trump. Eric Trump said, you know what? You're willing to. He said this, I believe, on Jesse Waters' show. Or it was on Sean Hannity. So you can go look at it. I actually like to give the right sources. Uh, so it was Eric Trump on Sean Hannity. He gave a great dissertation about what Hillary Clinton put this country through and what sort of danger she imposed on the world. Because here she is, nuclear Russia, who can reach our shores with their nuclear weapons with ease. One of the few countries in the world that can do that. So she sits there and blames them for everything so that she can, she can, she can get her own political aspirations met. She's willing to risk nuclear war, blame the Russians for everything so that she herself can plant her little plump butt in the White House and be in play president for a couple years. She will do anything. She'll pine, she'll grasp, she'll beg, she'll whore. She'll do anything she can to get there, right? Well, you think about this. So the DNC says that it was the Russians that did it. There has never been one, and they still put that out there, just like they put that Trump says that there was good people on both sides. Both face lie. The video shows the exact opposite. But it doesn't matter. They just gaslight, and they know most people will never look into it, and most people will just simply believe what other people, because it's a news source, tell them. 
But so the DNC to this day says that the Russians hacked their DNC computers. That's not what happened. And then the FBI comes in and the FBI says, well, we're going to come and investigate. And the DNC says, you know what? No, we're going to do it. We're going to hire our own company to investigate our own allegation. Now, when would the FBI, if you are alleging that you had the Russians come in to the United States and hack a political, obviously, as much as I hate to say it, a major political party like the, like the Democrats, the Russians came in and hacked their computer, and you're the FBI under James Comey or Robert Mueller, whoever it was at the time that was in charge, you're gonna, when, when the, per, the DNC makes that allegation that the Russians have come in and committed espionage, and you as the FBI who has to investigate all cases of espionage that, that occur on United States soil, and then the DNC tells you, you know what? Never mind. We're not, we don't need you. We're going to hire our own, our own investigating for, a firm called CrowdStrike. The FBI just allowed them to do that. That is why I'm telling you, and I've said this for months, the FBI needs to be stripped to the bone. And I'm talking about rank and file. You see all those people all the time say, oh, no, it's just the leadership of the FBI. You know, every 99% of the FBI is good. That's, that's bull crap. I'm not saying there aren't a few good agents, but I'm telling you the FBI is corrupt from top to bottom, including the rank and file. Because if, if it was simply the top of the FBI that was corrupt, then you would never see anything get done because, because the rank and file would say, no, that's a violation of Roger Stone's constitutional rights. That's a violation of Michael Flynn's constitutional rights. No, it's the rank and file too. They are corrupt to the bone. When in an espionage case, have you ever seen the FBI defer to a private investigation firm, whether it's CrowdStrike or anybody else, or defer to a political organization, whether it's the DNC or RNC, who has reported a crime of espionage and then says, you know, we don't want you to investigate. That's not up to the DNC. It's, it's like here, like I was a street level cop for 25 years myself right here, Sarasota County, Florida. If you go into a house and a woman says that my husband beat me up, it's not up to her anymore in the state of Florida, whether or not she presses charges or whether it's investigated, it is investigated. She may not cooperate with the investigation, but it will be investigated, period. And that's the same thing with espionage cases here in the United States. And the, and the FBI just defers to the DNC to investigate their own criminal complaint. That's not, I mean, that just shows you that the FBI is nothing more than the Gestapo brown shirts for the Democratic Party. What, where do you ever see Democrats being investigated by the FBI? But I digress. Let's shift over to mask hypocrisy. Not mass hypocrisy. Not M-A-S-S. M-A-S-K. Mask hypocrisy. Here's a Benny video from the Super Bowl. Play it for me. We're in Hollywood. Who do we got here? We got Jay-Z. Matt Damon. LeBron is here. LeBron. Jennifer and Ben. Emmett Smith. There you go. There's my kind of celebrity. Yeah, now we're talking. Of course, there's an all-time celebrity row here tonight for Super Bowl 56. Andy Garcia. Chris Tucker taking it all in. Get those pictures. Basketball royalty in the house. LeBron James. And, of course, Irvin Magic Johnson. Actresses, well, Charlize Theron is in the house. Mark Wahlberg making a call, making sure his peeps are here. John Penn. The 
looking cool as ever. And Matt Damon finding his spot as well. It's pretty cool. Now let's count the masks, shall we? Because most of those, I'm not going to speak. You know, I love Mark Wahlberg. I doubt that he's much of a mask uh, Nazi, much a purveyor of mask mandates or anything else. But I know like Sean Penn, hyper leftist, Mag- Magic Johnson, hyper leftist, Jay-Z, hyper leftist, Matt Damon, hyper leftist, Charlize Theron, I don't know, but I will assume she's a hyper leftist, LeBron James, hyper leftist, Benifer. You know, I mean, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, hyper leftist, Emmett Smith, I don't know, Andy Garcia, Chris Tucker, hyper leftist. All of them have been pushing everybody and totally and completely support you being masked on planes. Everyone's focusing on kids right now, and that's great, and I'm glad that we are. But we need not forget that these exact same people are masking you everywhere you go, except if you're in free Florida under a great governor like Ron DeSantis. They've been masking you for the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the in one way or another, whether it's outdoor mask uh, mandates, indoor mandates, whether it's private businesses mandating, whatever it may be, all of these people are behind all of that. And they themselves, when they have the opportunity to show you the way, and, and remember, this is a giant indoor arena with 80,000 people packed shoulder to shoulder. If you looked at every one of those pictures, with the exception I think of Andy Garcia and Magic Johnson, all of them had lots and lots of people around them. And where, where's the six foot rule? Is COVID no longer deadly? Well, well, they're all vaccinated, so they're safe. That's not true. We all know that the vaccinated transmit and get infected by COVID. We all know that. The hospitals are full of people who no longer have immune systems because they've been infected by Omicron, which is basically a common cold. But since they're fully vaccinated and boosted, they have no, they have no, uh, uh, ability to fight it off anymore. They have no immune system. So it's full of Omicron is a pandemic of the vaccinated. That's absolute fact. So what, where's all their massive? They really believed in what they were saying. If they really believe that, why are they not masked? Well, what's, what else is going on in LA? Now, remember that was super Sunday, which was merely two days ago today. And yesterday, every single kid, I believe it's 70,000 or more in LA County, every single kid going to school had to be fully masked for somewhere between six to nine hours per day. While all the celebrities in a jam packed arena with 80,000 people in it had to do absolutely nothing, but it's all about your health. And again, I go back to why aren't any of the main, you know, big name ministers, uh, evangelical ministers, big name politicians, conservative or otherwise, that have caved from day one. Why have they never come out and said they were wrong? And here's the thing, too, you always need to remember is what they it's the, it's the, it's the line that I that I got from Anomaly on Twitter. The the Democrats move the line and the Republicans hold the line. Everybody will talk about, you know, we got your freedoms back. What I want, I don't want, I don't want a new normal sort of freedom. And I still hear. Things I heard uh, Sean Hannity talking about this today, talking about the truckers in Canada where they were the heroes of the pandemic. See, right there is acquiescence to lies. Heroes of the pandemic. How exactly were they heroes? Of the, they were delivering goods and services in the midst of an outbreak of a severe common cold. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it's a 99.9% survival virus that mainly affects those over the age of 80 and are morbidly obese. That is absolute bold-faced facts. How are they heroes of the pandemic? You see, right there is an acquiescence to lies. 
You know, and I, and I hear as, as politicians right now are starting to cave and, and, and drop different COVID mandates because, you know, for whatever reasons, and they'll say, we need to move forward carefully, move carefully from what? Care what? A 99.9% survival virus that has the exact same statistical data as the flu. If it's not manipulated by Rochelle Walensky and the CDC, it has the exact same statistical data as the flu. If you look at the coming out of UK.gov, their statistical department of, of UK.gov, they will tell you flat out the, there's only 6,000 citizens from the United Kingdom, from England, that have died exclusively of COVID. In a, in a country of 68 million people, 6,000 died. That's exactly a flu season. That's actually a light flu season. Between 30 and 80,000 Americans per year die of the flu until the flu magically, of course, disappeared. The miracle of, of the century. But this is, they'll try to get you to give a certain measure, a certain measure of acquiescence to lies. You know, the heroes of the pain. Listen, I love the truckers, but they aren't heroes. Grocery clerks aren't heroes. Nurses and doctors who save a life are a hero, but they're not a hero because of COVID. All of the emergency hospitals that were built by the Army Corps of Engineers, remember, because all the emergency rooms, it's just the common COVID tactic of the left. Every time there's a new outbreak, every time there's a new you know, variant, they'll always say, kids are being adversely affected, many kids are dying, and it always turns out to be a lie, and all the ERs are being overrun, and that always turns out to be a lie, too. And by the way, it was a bold-faced lie back in March of 2020, which is another lie that all the conservatives say out loud. They all just give into them back, back when the pandemic was really bad back in March, it was never bad. Then it has waves of being bad. It goes bad. Then it goes good. Then it just like every respiratory virus always do does. If you track the flu every year with PCR testing, the way that they are now, everybody'd be scared to death and wearing masks. The sycophants would the pansy boys. They would the beta males. All those that just want meaning in life and want a cause in life, they'd all strap on masks and they'd all have a mass vaccination effort and everything else. If you, if you do it every year, if you wanted to with the flu, because tens of thousands of people die of the flu every year. It's not a matter of belittling the dead. It's a matter of counting the costs and saying, how much do you close down a society? How much do you give up your freedoms? You see, no matter what right now, the left wins if you go ahead and you use their verbiage. We need to move ahead cautiously. I hear that all the time with, with conservative pundits. We, we need to, you know, we need to learn to live with COVID and just move and be caught. You don't need to be cautious. The average age of death of COVID is 78 in the United States. The average age of death in the United States is 77. So why would you move ahead cautiously? I mean, you just, you just have to use basic logic. What just popped into my head right now? Is Derek Chauvin. I know you're like, what are you talking about, Tom? You're, you're jumping all over the place. Well, it's basic logic, right? Derek Chauvin was, was convicted of the murder of George Floyd. He's convicted on multiple counts of second-degree murder and manslaughter, right? Now, in order for that to have happened, he would have had to deprive George Floyd of his life, correct? So how did he, how did, how did Derek Chauvin deprived George Floyd of his life. How did he kill George Floyd? Now, we know from the autopsy report 
that George Floyd's oxygen saturation rate in his lungs was 95%. If you are completely healthy and you are watching this podcast right now, understand that your oxygen saturation rate is 95 to 97%. George Floyd's oxygen uh, saturation rate was never interrupted. So how did, now in, now in order for Derek Chauvin to have killed George Floyd, because he was convicted of killing him via asphyxiation. How did he strangle him to death when there was never any oxygen that was deprived into George Floyd's lungs? See, simple logic. What, what killed George Floyd? In his bloodstream was three times the lethal amount of fentanyl. That's what killed George. He was even showing people are saying, I can't breathe or having these anxiety attacks based on fentanyl. He was breathing the whole time. His oxygen saturation rate was normal. Yet George, yet Derek Chauvin is convicted of strangling him to death. Do you see this? This, this is the same thing with COVID. It makes absolutely no sense. It never has a 99.9% survival virus for adults, 99.997% survivable for kids. And yet they're trying to vaccinate kids. And of course they're trying, they're always vaccinating adults and all the adults give into it. Why? Because of the World Economic Forum, the messenger of the Antichrist is trying to usher in globalist control via getting you marked. Book of Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. That's what's happening. You have to go at the very, if you're a pastor of a church and you lock down your church, ask yourself, why am I locking it down? Well, you know, older people, it's a much greater threat. Well, how much of a great, I mean, over the age of 80 in the United States, depending on the comorbidity level, COVID-19 is 95% survivable. Fact, absolute fact. So you go to the basic root of logic and never acquiesce at all. Well, you know, we wear masks for cautionary reasons. Caution for what? If a mask does absolutely nothing, which we all know now it does, the size of a COVID particle, 0.06 to 0.14 microns, and an N95 can't block any particle uh, that, that size. The N95 started blocking particles at 0.3 microns, almost three times the size of the largest COVID-19 particle. So you're trying to stop a flea with a chain link fence. So what's the point of wearing it? Well, I'm trying to be compassionate. How is lying compassionate? How, how is being absolutely absurd compassionate go always go to the root and even when the conservatives out there are pushing absolute bull crap don't buy into it and don't ever give an inch period ever for any reason otherwise we end up with what we have right now now what else is going on in la we have the we have the mask hypocrisy but what's happening to the school kids play it for me i pressed him with many of the concerns we've heard from you so many outraged parents they see images of the Super Bowl yesterday, 70,000 people, almost nobody wearing masks. They know that adults are going to be able to take off their masks. They know that kids, by and large part, do not have as bad of health outcomes as older adults. What do you say to outraged parents who say it is past time to unmask our kids, especially if adults can take off their masks? Why can't kids, especially if we believe in the vaccines, which kids can now take, if we believe in the air filtration systems and we believe in the mitigation efforts. Uh, 
would say uh, the message today, which I hope is clear, is today a change isn't being made, but in two weeks, confirming that the data continues to be where it is, taking the time to prepare and work with the school community and communities at large, that we anticipate making the change at that point. And that change is gonna be one that I think will be met with a lot of uh, excitement in some and a lot of fear in other circles. See, you hear the acquiescence on the concerned parents call to the school board official. The parents saying, we know the greatness of vaccines. We, you've already given in. Why are you complaining about their tyranny when you're already complying with their tyranny? Their propaganda is that these vaccines are great. The vaccines don't do a daggum thing but hurt people, and they do absolutely nothing to stop the virus. Absolutely nothing. And they don't keep people out of the hospital. That's liberal tripe. That's leftist tripe. They don't keep people from dying. That's leftist tripe. They don't decrease your chance of hospitalization or death. That's leftist tripe. But you, the parent calls in and they don't want their kid masked, but they name it and they go, they, they, they're, they're already have complied. If, they, if there's seven steps of compliance, they've complied with five of them, but don't like six and seven, just figuratively speaking. It makes absolutely no sense. What's the point? You can never give an inch. Well, we see the, the, the effectiveness of vaccines. Where? Where's the effectiveness of vaccines? Where have COVID deaths gone down? Joe Biden completely, our country completely vaccinated. Allegedly, 70% of our country vaccinated in 2021. 150,000 people, according to the CDC, 150,000 more people died in 2021 with the vaccinations than in 2020 without the vaccinations. Again, look at the simple statistical data. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. Derek Chauvin, how, I mean, George Floyd, how did he die? Fentanyl overdose, then why on earth is Derek Chauvin in prison for 22 years? And believe me, I'm a, I was a cop for 25 years. I didn't, I didn't agree with how they handled the police call in totality, but he certainly is not guilt, guilty of second degree murder and manslaughter for, for, for uh, asphyxiating a man who was not asphyxiated. How do you go to prison for, being a, for, for, for strangling somebody to death when you didn't strangle them to death? It's the same logic here with COVID. Well, I don't think my kids should be, you know, masking right now, but I'm, I'm sure I'm glad that you guys uh, have really care about my kids and, and that all, all the other things you've said are true and that, you know, we're 23, you said it was going to be. And what does the school board official say? Oh, we're going to do it in two weeks. Here they go again. It never ends. It never ends with these people. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. It reminds me, as 2 Corinthians 2.11, it reminds me of that movie with Tom Hanks in it called Money Pit. And they're rebuilding, they're remodeling a home. And every single contract, it took them like a year and a half to remodel the home. But every single contractor told them it would take two weeks. And that's exactly what, just two more weeks, just two more weeks. If it's some dire emergency, then why are you even going to cancel it in two more weeks if everybody's going to drop dead? Absolutely no sense. But the data's acquiesced so far. Why are you upset? It's like all the conservatives. Well, I'm against the vaccine mandate, but you're for the vaccine? The very same people that are pushing the mandate pushed you to take the vaccine. A vaccine that took a year to develop when most vaccines take 15 years to develop, even to get to FDA approval. But yet you take, you take, you, you can't stand abortion, but take the abortionist's vaccine. Real developments tweet. 
The LA Super Bowl will be the greatest public display of elite's hypocrisy ever. 100,000 masked, undistanced, unconcerned rich people partying. It's like five grand a ticket. Meanwhile, every child in LA must wear a mask all day, even when outside during the current heat wave. Truly a two-tiered society. That's what it's been about from day one. But yet you'll still hear conservatives say, I took their vaccine. They see all the hypocrisy. You're like, Tom, why are you focused on this tonight? Because we have to have a united front. And so if you're going to effectively parent children, you and your wife have to be together on it. Conservatives need to, we can't have it where some conservatives are okay with, you know, some of the COVID measures and are still speaking COVID language of we need to we need to go ahead and open up safely. I used to hear that all the time. We need to open up. There's nothing to be safe about. You have to just come to the realization. You have to speak the truth and take your chances. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't sit there and gauge what will be the affect of me telling the truth. No, you speak the truth. Period. Now here's the LA. This is this is the. Um, uh, what is it? What's her title? A public health director, public health director, Barbara Farrar in, in LA. Here she is at, you know, they do a little video while she's sitting, of course, at the Super Bowl. She of course is masked because she's afraid of the political outcomes of not being masked. However, after she's forced everybody for 23 months and 15 days to flatten the curve, to wear masks indoors, outdoors and close the beaches while she's done that. And she looks like literally the most unhealthy person on the planet, but notice what they do the entire time. They fidget with their masks the entire time. And then we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Play it for me. John W. Davis here with LA County Public Health Director, Dr. Barbara Ferrer. Hey, we're at the Rams game in the Super Bowl. What do you think about all this? I'm super excited. Uh, the Rams look awesome. The stadium is beautiful. And I'm really, really glad we can all be together today to watch this amazing game. Yeah, like, this has been such a beautiful week here, weather-wise and the stadium just looks so great, and I mean, the, our team is here. The Rams are here. Like The Rams are here. We're in Inglewood. The stadium's probably the best stadium in the whole country. So there you go. The whole time. Now, it's, it's the same thing at court. They, what they always tell you is, during a season for viral infections, when they're being spread around, when they're airborne viruses, which, co- which COVID-19 is, all that time where they were telling you to clean off surfaces, that was all bullcrap lies, <laughs> six feet, Absolute bullcrap lie. There's no, there's no validity whatsoever to six feet. Nothing whatsoever. It's an airborne disease. What they tell you to never do is sit there and smudge around with your face. And that's what they do the entire time. The very thing, it, it goes back to this. You need to protect one group of people, which are people you know that are elderly. And you have Chris Cuomo, Tom Wolf, who, and his health director, Rachel Levine, you have Gretchen Whitmer, Gavin Newsom, Phil Murphy, all of them send COVID infected patients into all their nursing homes, killing thousands upon thousands of people. So the, the one thing that you're not supposed to do, they did. The one thing you're not supposed to do is fidget with your face. The very, their very mitigation causes people to fidget with their face. 76% of COVID cases are caught in one's own home. And where do they lock you down and tell you not to go out? Your home. Their very mitigations cause the proliferation of the virus itself. Their, their, their countermeasures cause the spread. 
Are you saying that it's on purpose? No, I don't know whether it's on purpose or not. I don't care. They're just stupid people. They're just zealous, stupid people who want to control your life. Look at this picture. Here's the Super Bowl. Explain the science. I can just explain this. Every single kid, literally 12 hours from then, has to be masked in their school. Way further apart than any of these people are. They all have to be masked. And then certain people buy into any measure of this. And you're like, Tom, you're just really caught up on this. Night. Yes, because we have got to come out and say, if it applies to you, leave this picture up. If this, If it applies to you, you need to say, I was wrong with this. I was wrong with that. You have to do it. If you're a pastor who closed your church, you have to say, I was wrong to ever do it. Not what we were, you know, just seeing what was happening at them. No, that's not going to cut it. You've, you've already bought into a certain measure of their own, of the leftist propaganda, really the antichrist propaganda. Where's the science here? 12 hours from then, every single kid in that county where this picture is taken had to be fully masked. And people buy into any measure of this? Truckers were heroes during the pandemic. Store clerks were heroes because they were working. Thank you to the doctors and the nurses. Thank you to the doctors and nurses, firefighters, the military every single day. But they were no more heroes during the pandemic. That's a lie. It's a very, very survivable virus. It's no great risk to your life to go out there and drive a public truck. It's no great risk to your life. All right, let's go to the next one. This is Martha Stewart, another leftist, mass purveyor. Look at her. Look at all the people. Not worried at all. I guess she's not scared of dying. Here's Jake uh, Perquette tweet. At the absolute state of our country right now, that's the the military, it looks like the army, who did the, the demonstration of the colors. They have to be fully masked. And of course, Ellen DeGeneres, she doesn't have to be masked at all. But the peasants have to be masked. The very people that fight for her ability to be free have to be masked, but she doesn't. One picture after another like that. Will Kane tweet, remember the LA mayor, Eric Garcetti, he said that the only time that he unmasks is when he can hold his breath. Quote, I mean, I should have brought, I should have found the video. But he said, the only time that I unmask is I unmask, hold my breath, take a picture, and immediately put my mask back on. So Will Kane writes, L.A. mayor setting world records for holding his breath. Look at the pic close up. There he is. That's him. How, this is a full boat conversation. These people are bold-faced liars. And then conservatives take their vaccines or follow their mandates. You should never listen to a word they say. This is a Jewish uh, patriot video. L.A. Youth Orchestra is forced to wear masks while the singers, players, and fans are maskless at the Super Bowl. Play it for me. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark... Back to me. We got the picture. So there you go. The singers, the elites, unmasked while all the kids who are playing the music for them, the peasants, are fully masked. What, explain the science. You saw the picture of the Super Bowl. Now, this next woman that I'm going to show you, this Congresswoman uh, Pramila Jayabal, says unmasked Congress members are undermining our democracy. You, uh, they, they, they go ahead and they juxtapose masks into being symbols of democracy now, which, is pl- which was the plan from day one. Masks do nothing, but they are a sign of allegiance. They are a pledge of allegiance to the COVID W-E-F orthodoxy. That's all that it's been about from day one. You get an elevator 
You get in an elevator and people refuse to wear a mask and your choices are either to get out or blah, blah, blah. Here she is. Play it for me. This is where the lack of civility has come to in the United States Congress. And I think it is a massive problem. It undermines our ability to get work done. And it is intolerable in a workplace where we are going to work to do the work of the American people. And also, let me just remind your viewers that this was about wearing a mask, which is mandated in the Capitol. It is mandated in the Capitol and it is to protect our safety, our collective safety. To me, protect your safety. How does it protect your safety? That's a bold faced lie. What has she said about the Super Bowl? Absolutely nothing because it's in a democratic area. Democrats can do whatever. It's, it's way beyond Democrats. It's leftists. Leftists can do whatever they want because they've already pledged allegiance to the orthodoxy. The orthodoxy is not coming from Washington, D.C. The orthodoxy is coming from Davos, Switzerland, under the World Economic Forum. Now, we can make it simpler for discussion and talk about it being Republican versus Democrat, right versus left. So for sake of conversation, let's do that. Anywhere where there's a leftist organization or a leftist leftist leadership for that district, for that area, and they're blowing off all COVID restrictions, i.e. L.A. County and the Super Bowl, she has no problem with it. But when a right-wing congressman or Republican congressman or woman gets onto an elevator with her, it's absolutely without a mask. It's absolutely no go. Why? Because they have refused the orthodoxy. If it was a maskless leftist, she wouldn't care. That th- this is what I'm telling you. It has never changed. It hasn't become this way. It has been this way. Knocked off of my microphone. It has been this way since March of 2020. Nothing has ever changed. And everybody who caved needs to come out and say, I was wrong. It's as simple as that. All right, let's go to Canada. Disclosed TV video. Now, this is big time stuff here. Basically, Canada has turned into a totalitarian police state overnight. It's really, I guess, not overnight, but over the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Disclosed TV video. Now, Prime Minister Trudeau invokes the Emergencies Act, the the successor, what it used to be called. Of course, they did this politically. It's like Wikipedia changing definitions. It used to be called the War Measures Act, but they have they have carefully changed the name to the Emergency Act, and it's to quell protests in Canada. Play it for me. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. So basically, he's he's he is committed to, if need be, wage war against his own citizens because he has truckers out there that aren't even blocking roads anymore. All the, the, two, the two border crossings, the, the, uh, the one in Alberta and the, the other one between Detroit, Detroit and Canada, they've all, they're all open. They're open. They're at least one lane is open. They're open. But yet here he is still putting out the, well, I'm going to call it what, it what it really is called. He is enacting the War, the war Measures Act. And this is an interesting tweet by Cat Turd right here. George Orwell quote, all tyrannies rule through fraud and force. Fraud, 99.9% survival virus, treated as if it's a dire threat to your life, an existential threat to your life. There's the fraud. All tyrannies rule through fraud and force. If you don't follow our rules, after we have, leave this up for me, after we have put out the fraud, the fraud is, and that's why Joe Biden is president, Joe Biden is president because enough conservatives and of course enough leftists jumped in and said, you know what? 
we're going to go ahead and call this something that it's not. We cannot vote in person because this is the second coming of the Black Plague. The Black Plague was unsurvivable. COVID-19 is 99.9% survivable. Even if you're 80 years old, it's 95% survivable. But now we're going to acknowledge that which is not true. We're going to call things that are true. We're going to call things that are lies true. So a certain amount of people buy in. So then they have the fraud. If you don't buy into it, then you lose your job by force. You get arrested. There's been Arthur Pulaski currently right now is sitting in jail. What for? For conducting a church service at one of the trucker convoys. That's Arthur Pulaski sitting in prison right now. So they get, they have the fraud. If you don't abide in the fraud, you don't wear a mask that does nothing. You're not going to abide in the fraud. Then they use force. But once the fraud is exposed, they must rely exclusively on the force. And that's exactly what Justin Trudeau is doing by implementing the War Measures Act that is falsely called the Emergencies Act. Disclosed TV video. More on Trudeau. We'll always defend the rights of Canadians. Hmm, that's interesting. Play it for me. We'll always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression. But these blockades are illegal. And if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. He'll always defend the rights of Canadians to peacefully assemble, except when he banned them from peacefully assembling over the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. And he said that he'll always defend your right, basically using an Americanized term, to free speech until he bans your ability to freely speak when, you're, when you are not allowed to use, uh, not allowed to have unacceptable views. And then coordinates with social media, coordinates with banks to ban you whenever you have unacceptable speech. That's what's happening right now. And this is why I've told you for months, we must have our, we must have parallel society. Some people think that's anti-Christian. It is not anti-Christian. What does the Bible say? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Second Corinthians 6, 14, come out from among them and be separate. Second Corinthians 6, 17. We must have our own parallel culture, our own grocery stores, our own theaters, our own hospitals, our own production. Our own industry, our own entertainment, whatever it may be, our own cell phones, our own social media. You must have a Getter account. You must have a Gab account. You must have a Rumble account. Those of you on Rumble, you're the only ones who are allowed to share right now. Right now, you are the only ones that are allowed to share my podcast or those of you that are on Rumble. If you try to share it on Facebook right now, they won't let you. I can't even send you a friend request on Facebook. We just crossed over 5,000 friends on Facebook. Think how many we have if we could actually send out friend requests. We can't. We've been banned. And yet this same, this politician, again, they always project on you that which they are. They always call people like me a Nazi. They always call me a racist. I'm not like Justin Trudeau. I've never put blackface on. I've never tried to ban or censor anybody. I don't want Justin Trudeau banned or censored. I don't, I don't want him arrested unless he's committed a crime. I don't want him arrested because he's a libtard. I, I never, I never want any of those things. They always project them, but he says he's a defender of those things, a defender of their of your right to peacefully assembly assemble until they told you you can't be within six feet of each other. How convenient is that? Until it's a Black Lives Matter rally or a Black Lives Matter riot or an Antifa riot, which Justin Trudeau will march out of their parliamentary build, building in Ottawa and go out and take a knee with them all. 
they, they say that it's about life-saving until it's politically expedient for it not to be about life-saving, which tells you that it's never been about life-saving. But yet still so many conservatives to some way, in some form or fashion, buy in. I hear it all the time because I watch lots of conservative punditry. They still espouse the views of the left. They speak their language. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. So if you're speaking that, that's who you are. We need to safely reopen. That's bull crap. You know what? You know, these. Uh, I'm against the mandates, but, you know, uh, you know I, I'm all for my family's vax. My wife is vax. My kid, you know, you're, why? Why, are you, why, are you, why would you vaccinate a child? who has a 0% chance of dying other than bowing to orthodoxy, other than vaccinating to keep your job, vaccinating to keep societal acceptance. Why would you do it? You're like, Tom, you're just all, I'm, yeah, listen, I'm all over the Christians first and then the conservatives because judgment begins at the house of God. So you start with the church, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. So you don't believe it. You, know, you don't believe that they're going to just take your money, right? Well, let's take a look at it. Here's this. Uh, what's the? Uh, I don't know what the title is. Where am I? Which one am I on? Greg Price. Greg Price. Canadian's deputy prime minister. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, and look at look at the beta male on the back, you can always tell how worthless politicians are by the people that are standing behind them. If they have people standing behind them that are masked, understand they are a worthless politician they are a spineless little compliant worm or they're little compliant tyrants but she says if your truck is being used in these illegal blockades your corporate accounts will be frozen the insurance on your vehicle will be suspended play for me this is about following the money this is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades we are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your semi-trailers home. The Canadian economy needs them to be doing legitimate work, not to be illegally making us all poorer. You, you imagine what she just said that you are all making us poor these are the same they in other words let me let me let me paraphrase it for you we want to be the only ones who have the right to lock down the economy not the people who actually conduct the economy and actually cause the economy to work like truckers we as the politicians we want to be the only ones who have the right to do what you are currently doing and they've been doing it for 23 months. And who gives them the freaking right to cancel anybody's insurance? As this is the government. This is, again, this is basically a constitutional democracy. It may be poly, you know, parliamentary, but it's a, basically a, a, a constitutional democracy with their charter of rights and freedoms, a, a constitution of sorts. And, the, and this politician is saying, this is not a, a private company, which, which, by the way, is illegal also. Maybe I'll talk about it in a second, but... This is not a private company saying, I don't want to insure you. This is the government saying, we will take your insurance. We will take your license. And I just, again, like I do just about every show, I want to congratulate everybody who caved in March of 2020, in April of 2020, in May of 2020, in June of 2020, or maybe all of 2020, in part of 2021, and maybe even till now. 
Congratulations. I hope that it was worth it to you, that you got a little cause in your life. Look at quarantine day one. We're wearing a mask because we're showing our great compassion and our love for thy neighbor. You can't love your neighbor and be a, a capitulator to tyranny. It's not loving your neighbor to capitulate to, to tyranny. It does. It's exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. So here you go. And this is what it's been about from day one. Now, once they get you to capitulate, to acquiesce, and they get you to the vaccine passport, then they can freely access all that you have. It is all about getting to a China-style social credit system. The very country that Justin Trudeau says that he admires the most is China. So that they can do this very freely. Right now, they can only do it through certain certain corporate entities, but they want to be able to do it directly to you. you. You cast a vote for the wrong person, suddenly your bank account's frozen. Until you acquiesce to see that the vaccine passports are the per- perfect embodiment and symbolism for this. You have to do what they want you to do or no job for you. And it'll, it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger because you can never comply your way out of tyranny to all of those who are conservatives and Christians that continue to comply. They will never let you off the hook. And eventually it'll get you to get you get to a request that you are not willing to comply with. The World Economic Forum doesn't want anybody to have babies. Are you going to comply with that? And where am I at? Keenan Bexty? There we go. Put that up for me. Shocking Canadian banks are now allowed to suspend any account for any reason. If they think the money is furthering the interests of freedom, they can now do whatever they want without a court order. This is it. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And now for absolutely no reason, they can fr- freeze your account. You don't think that's, that, that's happening here? Go to the next one for me. Truck is standing underground, Jack Posobiec. Many conservatives in the United States have already been debanked. Just happened to Mike Lindell, my pillow guy. He's been debanked. This, again, congratulations. This is what happens when you comply. Well, I don't really feel right about this whole thing, but I'm going to comply to get by. Complying to get by makes you a spineless worm and you will line up to get that mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Believe me, many conservatives have already been debanked in the U.S. and the GOP has done nothing to stop it. Mike Lindell is getting debanked right now. And that is why we have to have parallel banking. We have to have our own banking. Here's part two of the earlier message from the uh, deputy assistant prime minister or whatever her title is. Play it for me. As of today a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. In doing so, they will be protected against civil liability for actions taken in good faith. Federal government institutions will have a new broad authority to share relevant information with banks and other financial service providers to ensure that we can all work together to put a stop to the funding of these illegal blockades. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. We are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts 
will be frozen. The insurance... Blended into the first one. Let's look at that. First of all, you notice the celebratory tone. How this... I mean, it's amazing to me that this dip squat woman doesn't think that this will eventually turn on her. Every single tyrant has had their tyranny turn on them. You don't think... I mean, the next politician that comes in and they don't like the way you vote and now they're the ones at the controls. They won't freeze your account if the right-wingers come in and you've already put this infrastructure in place where you have melded together banking and government where they are working together for political interests and the right wing comes in and you don't think that they're going to now do the exact same thing to you, which by the way, we should. When the very first day that the Republicans take over the Congress, Joe Biden must be impeached. First of all, he deserves it. Second of all, that's the prerequisite that they have put in place. That basically it takes nothing to impeach somebody. A phone call with the Ukrainian president was Donald Trump's first impeachment. His second one is allegedly instigating an insurrection of which he never instigated. There's no video footage of him ever instigating anything. As a matter of fact, just like with the Charlottesville video footage, you have the exact opposite video footage where he says to go and peacefully and patriotically protest. So if you've already put in the infrastructure in place for tyranny, understand that when the other side gets in, that they can enact tyranny on you. It's amazing to me this woman doesn't see it. And you notice it's the same thing for the banks now as it is for the pharmaceutical companies. The banks now can do whatever they freaking want to do in Canada. Whatever they want to do, they can do. You know what? And then people are like, well, it's a private, this is the default statement of spineless worm conservatives and Republicans. Well, they're a private institution. They can do whatever they want. That's not true. Okay, really, if it's a private institution. So if, it's a pri- if you own your own apartment building, can you say no Hispanics? Uh, no, and nor should you be able to. If, you're owning, if you own your own bank, then you shouldn't be able to say no conservatives. Right? See, it's all lies. The same thing with Facebook. Well, if you don't like Facebook, Facebook's terms, then don't go on. Well, no, Facebook is under government obligation as a platform, not a publisher. They're not the New York Times. They are a platform, not a publisher. And they get certain exemptions from liabilities because they are. That means that they are a platform, which means they have to host everything but violence and pornography, period. They don't get to pick and choose. There's freedom of speech. If you're a publisher and you don't get those exemptions, fine. But even with that, what about the First Amendment? What about what about people's freedom of speech? You cannot deny people's constitutional rights simply because they're on your private property or because they're using your platform, period. There's no way. Otherwise, then you might as well be a racist. You can always use, which the left is anyway. Otherwise, you can just make up whatever rules you want. You know what? No gay people in my building. Do you see this? I mean, it, it's funny how if, they, if, you have a, if you have a baker who won't bake a, a cake for a gay wedding, they're all over him for years and bankrupting the guy, but yet they'll come and defend Facebook for booting out, off conservatives. It's all the same argument, but one's politically expedient for them and one is not. And COVID's the exact same thing. We are not ignorant of his devices. Whenever it's politically expedient, they say that you have to follow their rules. Whenever it's not politically expedient, then do whatever you want. 
in LA County, it's not really politically expedient for them to be to to show a bunch of pictures of people violating COVID rules because they're all leftists, so they don't care suddenly about people's health. It's all the same thing. So she's sitting there celebrating no liability for the banks, just like there's no liability for Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson Johnson. And now the governments and the banks share info. Well, you have the FDA suing on behalf of Pfizer right now. It's currently happening. The FDA, the Fruit and Drug Administration paid for by your tax dollars is suing on behalf of Pfizer for them not to release the information that led to, to led to that, that shows how they developed the, the, the vaccine. And the FDA is suing on behalf. They've lost it. They've lost every lawsuit so far. But the FDA is suing. So you have the same thing here. We are, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of, of his devices. We'll see their same game plan over and over and over again. And if you notice, their game plan always leads to lots and lots of people being dead. Because they want to, as Bill Gates has said publicly, I want to lower the Earth's population via using vaccines. And when you look at the Bible, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. We're not ignorant of his devices. It does the same things come out year after year. Exactly what was happening in the 1930s and 40s with Germany is playing out right now. Oh, it's not nearly that bad. Wait, wait till the death count actually gets revealed about these vaccines. And we've been praying this on this podcast. We've been praying this, that all the truth would come out and notice that it is funny how all this collusion stuff suddenly percolates to the surface. We've been praying and Holy Spirit, pray this with me right now. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you continue to release all the information about all the leftist corruption that is plaguing this planet. Release all the death counts, release all the lies, the fraudulent studies, the fraudulent lawsuits, the fraudulent statements. All the money-grubbing fraud that's going on, Lord, shine a bright light on it all that even the mainstream media has to report it. We pray in Jesus' name, work it, Lord, until the job is done, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. We had Avi Remini, Aaron? All right, here it is. Justin Trudeau, what country does he admire the most? Play it for me. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting. Oh, he's glad. What he admires the most is China because their dictatorship enables them to turn their economy around on dime. That's what he believes. He believes, you know what, give all the power to government and then we will make all the decisions for you and then we'll get to some sort of leftist utopia. Here's some battles here on the parliament floor. This is about emergency powers. This is in Canada. Play it for me. The Emergencies Act. 24 hours in, and there are more questions than answers. Questions about whether this is justified, questions around if the criteria is met, questions around what this means to Canadians' rights and freedoms. Parliamentary approval is required in order for the Prime Minister to use this unprecedented sledgehammer. So, can the Prime Minister tell us 
When will Parliament be debating this? Will it be coming to us on Friday? And does he expect that we will look at it Friday, but then rise, take a week off, and not actually deal with this until March? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Speaker, after discussions with Cabinet and Caucus, after consultations with the Premiers of all provinces and territories, after uh, conversation with opposition leaders, we decided to invoke uh, the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. I want to be very clear, Mr. Speaker. The scope of these measures are time-limited and geographically targeted. They are reasonable and proportionate to the threats they are meant to address, and they are fully to be compliant with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to uh, reassure all Canadians uh, that this is the right thing to move forward. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. I had a very simple question to the Prime Minister. He was not able to answer. It would appear this could be more political drama for the Prime Minister. He name-calls people that he disagrees with, he wedges, he divides, he stigmatizes. Yet in spite of all of his failure, Coote's border has cleared. Windsor has opened up, provinces and police are doing their jobs, and blockades are starting to come down. But the Prime Minister thinks that now is the time to use this extreme measure and invoke the Emergencies Act. Isn't it true that the Prime Minister's actions could serve to actually make things worse and not make things better? Exactly. The right honourable Prime Minister. This is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting their communities and neighbourhoods, and ensuring jobs and our economy. It's so funny how they repeat themselves. Notice once again, that's Candace Bergen versus, that's actually her name. I know that's a famous actress, but that's not her. Candace Bergen versus Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. She's a major uh, you know, right-wing politician in Canada. God bless her. But five provinces have already gone against Justin Trudeau. But notice what he says. This is only a temporary thing. <laughs> it's the same thing every time. These people are not smart. They're just zealous. You have to be willing to stand and look them eye to eye in the midst of their zeal while they call you xenophobic, while they call you a racist, while they call you a murderer because you don't wear a mask. You need to look them in the eye and call them that which they are, which is ministers of the Antichrist spirit. That's who they are. Jordan Schachtel tweet. Trudeau is going to deploy an executive order that was formally called, I want you to get to see this for me, the War Measures Act, the Emergency Act, is a rebrand, a wild escalation against unanimous, uh, um, uh, unanimous peaceful protests. Yeah, there hasn't been one thing. If you're, gonna, if you're going to enact something called the War, Measured Act, more War Measures Act, Show me exactly where it is that there's war going on or anything that is in any way equivalent to war. Show me one video of a trucker being violent. All you ever hear are leftist politicians like Trudeau and the rest of his sycophantic organization around him. They're the only ones that say that anybody's being violent with the, with the convoy. There is no video footage whatsoever of the truckers being violent. There's no video, video footage whatsoever of a trucker using a racial slur. And they've been called racist. They've been called violent. What they've been called vandals. There's no. There's no video footage of any convoy mem member vandalizing anything. Well, there's been some vandalization. Proved to me that it was actually people involved with the convoy and not leftist plants. Aaron Ginn video. This is what they're terrified of. Now remember what he said. What Justin Trudeau says. We're putting in 
the uh, Emergencies Act, again, I like the proper dev- proper verbiage for it, the war, I can't remember now what it is. What is it again, Eric? War, war Measures Act. You know, they say that he's doing that for the safety. Again, it's all the same. It's the same script being read over and over again. It's all for your safety. It's for the safety of Canadians. Safety from what? Safety, exactly safe from what? Well, we're trying to save our economy. What? what you mean save it from... It's, it's trying to rebound now from you crushing it. So save it from who, from what, what, what exactly are you saving your economy from? But here's some video footage of what they're so terrified of. Play it for me. So there you go. Now that he says that he is he is putting in their emergency powers, putting giving himself emergency powers, the War Measures Act, for what? There there is nothing. It's the same as COVID. We're putting in our we're giving everybody gets their emergency powers, whether it's Gavin Newsom, which by the way, California just voted to go ahead and extend those, continue to extend that everybody's under emergency orders in California over a 99.9% survival virus. All for your safety. Safety from what? Same thing here. War Measures Act. For what? Safety from what? He says it's it's to keep Canadians safe. Safety from what? We just played the video. There is no video footage at all of any convoy member ever committing any act of violence or vandalism or racism or anything else. But yet they just go ahead and proffer the excuse that we're going to we're going to institute totalitarianism for your safety. And it's what's so sad is that many Canadians buy right into it. I hope that it's left less than 50%, but who knows? And I don't like to get into conspiracy theories, but I had to, I had to admit this, these photos are disturbing. I mean, you know, Justin Trudeau's parents were best friends with, with Fidel Castro, right? And, and Justin Trudeau looks nothing like his father. I mean, absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I don't like to get into conspiracy. I really don't. I'm not saying that. Castro is his dad, but people always call him the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. I mean, look at the, I mean, take a look at that top picture. I mean, it is rather odd, isn't it? I mean, look at look at the middle picture. They have the same hair. I mean, if you, I mean, would you doubt that they were father son if I told you that they were? If you had no idea, I mean, if I, I should, you know what I should have done was got out a picture of Justin Trudeau's dad. I forgot. But here's the thing: he looks nothing like his dad. But look at this; it's a little strange. That his parents were palling around with Fidel Castro. And look at how much he looks like him. I mean, it's, it's odd. I mean, it is odd. And it, go, it does go to my overall point that all of these totalitarian leftists, these globalist elitist leftists, all know each other. But it's, it's, it's a little strange, isn't it? I mean, look at, look at the picture. Oh, you got it? Okay. Oh, Aaron, you're the best. You really are. You're the best. Put that up. There's his dad. I mean, <laughs> There's no resemblance. That'll go. Can you really flip back and forth somehow? There you go. What's it? Flip back. All right. Flip back again. <laughs> go do it again. I mean, take a look at that. I mean, he looks nothing like his dad. My wife's making observations. What are you seeing, hon? That is, dad, they have the same nose? But I think he has the same, similar to Castro on the top. Oh, yeah. My wife thinks that he shares the same nose. Put, up, put it up with Justin and his dad. There you go. I mean, that man. I don't know. 
Maybe they do have maybe a similar nose. I don't know, but it is strange. I mean, of course, I'm not saying any. I don't I'm not saying that it's the case, but it is. It is a little odd, is it not? Now remember, it's all about. I'm just I'm giving you context now. Justin Trudeau puts in the War Measures Act, the Emergency Powers Act, the Emergencies Act. I put powers in there. That's not correct. The Emergencies Act, the the War Measures Act, because he wants to keep Canadians safe. Well, here's more. This is all from this week. Here's more video footage from the convoy. Play it for me. Exactly what are you afraid of? I mean, I'm just curious. What, I mean, look at this. Does this look like an Antifa rally? Does this look like a Black Lives Matter riot? But Justin Trudeau went out and, and took a knee with them and wasn't threatened at all. Look at these. I mean, this literally looks like a, Look at these. <laughs> what threat? What, 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 look at that. I mean, what, what, what kind of threat are you? What are you scared of that you have to put in the War Measures Act or the emergency? What is it exactly? It's the same exact thing. I, what I told you about Derek Chauvin, what I've told you about COVID-19, it is all a fraud. It is gaslit propaganda. All right, let's go to the next thing. Here's Candace Bergen versus uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, part two. Play it for me. Mr. Speaker, you are absolutely right. This is a time for responsible leadership, not crass partisanship. The situation requires additional tools not held by other federal, provincial, or territorial law. It's what responsible leadership requires. These measures must be and will be compliant with the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. We will always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression. But these blockades need to end and unfortunately, conservative politicians continue to encourage the leaders of these blockades. Well, leader of the opposition. Well, let's get down to the basics of what this is really about. This is about the Prime Minister's ideological attachment to keeping COVID restrictions and mandates. 63% of Canadians want the restrictions and mandates to end. Conservatives presented a motion yesterday asking simply for a plan, but the Prime Minister is in denial and is ignoring the science. He might as well be back at the cottage because he's doing nothing productive or constructive to help this situation. Can the Prime Minister tell Canadians when he will end the divisive, outdated and unscientific mandate and restrictions? The right Honourable Prime Minister. Like I said, this is a time for responsible leadership to end these blockades. Unfortunately, the Conservatives continue to play partisan games. Speaker, unfortunately, we see that even in a moment of extremely challenging times, when uh, people are moving forward with responsible leadership and responsible tools, the Conservatives can't help themselves but play class, crass political games and divide. The Conservative member for Provence just yesterday embraced the leaders of this blockade and amplified their cause. The Conservative member for Yorkton Melville said this weekend the blockaders who ripped down fencing around our national war memorial are patriots. The conservative leadership contender from Carleton continues to say he's proud. There is no convoy member that did anything that was vandalism at all. There's a two different sides to that story. But so you look at right there, Candace Bergen is saying the Justin Trudeau and Justin Trudeau's response response is the typical leftist propaganda, leftist tripe. And that is people who are moving forward. What do they mean by people who are moving forward? First of all, Bergen says 63 percent 
of Canadian citizens want all these mandates taken down, mass mandates, vaccine mandates. In five provinces, by the way, Quebec went down today. They're eliminating their vaccine mandates. Notice, though, a lot of them don't, don't take their word for it that these things are going down for forever. Watch these people because they could reinstitute them because they're all still under emergency powers. But what the leftists always say, are people are moving forward. We're giving, you know, people are, people want their freedoms. And this is, again, the same lies that they tell every time is they take away all of your freedoms and then give you the steps that you have, the hoops that you have to jump through to get your freedoms back. And then if you don't do those steps, then you're called somebody who's keeping people from being free. I'm completely free because I never allowed my freedoms to be taken to begin with. And then I'll have some Karen scream at me and say, you're keeping everybody in mass because you're not complying. No, you know what? You never had to go. You never had to comply. You never had to have your freedoms taken away and then have them spoon fed back to you by somebody who says, okay, we'll give you a certain percentage back today, a certain percentage back. And by the way, you'll never get them all back because we got to keep you safe. This is the same thing that they say all the time. People who are moving forward, who want their lives back. Want your lives back. How do you have your life back when you've been forced to take a vaccination? How do you have freedoms back? What's the next thing they're going to force on you? It's such a lie for them to say that people are moving forward and they want their lives back. And it's the same thing too. I told you before that some of the people want an, an essence of normal life. An essence. I don't want any essences. I want my, listen, I want regular life, but my life, I'm just telling you, has never changed. I never changed one daggum thing. I've never social distanced. I've never closed my church. Nothing. Nor will I ever. Never masked. Nothing. Of course, never vaxxed. But it's such a lie when they sit there and they say, there's the people who are, who are the compliant ones are the ones who are bringing freedom back as they're losing their freedom. They've lost their freedom, but yet they're the purveyors of freedom. It's, I mean, only the devil could pull off that sort of orthodoxy. Where am I at, Aaron? All right, here we go. Put that up for me. Ottawa police chief. There we go. Breaking Ottawa police chief. This, this guy was an absolute totalitarian Nazi. And for some reason, he's resigning. Either it's because he's woken up and said, you know what? I can't do these press conferences anymore where I sit there and I talk about taking people's freedoms away and arresting them for, unco- uh, for, for laws that do not abide in the Canadian uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Either he's woken up or he's just said there's nothing that I can do. One way, the, I hope that he's woken up. Let's go to the next one. This is one, I wanted to put this out. Five provinces, this is my own notes, but five provinces have gotten rid of the mandates. Now here's Doug Ford. Now here, here, this is a study. This is a study in duplicity. Watch this first video and then we'll compare it to the second one. Play it for me. You know, you, you, can, go to, you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping. You know, you don't know if the person has a shop beside you or not, but we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or 10 shots, you can catch COVID. See, the prime minister has triple shots, and I, I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and, and move forward. But Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. We got to learn to live with this and get on with our lives. I bet if I asked every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's the rebel rousers, and then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. 
This is about, again, the democracy and freedoms and liberties. And I hate as a government telling anyone what to do. We just got to get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know, we're, I think a lot of people call them, probably yourself too, everyone's done with us. Like we are done with it. Let's let's start moving on and cautiously and you know, we, we've, we've followed the rules, all of us, like 90% of us, for, for over two years. The world's done with it. So let's just... So why would the rules change, Dougie? Why exactly would the rules change? If you're sick of it now, then why, wouldn't, why did you ever follow them to begin with? And you're like, I'll even, even though I never give people this excuse, well, you followed them for two weeks. You saw that it was all bull crap. So why exactly did you follow him for the next two freaking years? Why, why did you do that, Doug? And now he's, he's spouting all the, the lines. Suddenly it's changed. Now I'll show you. This is from one week ago. Play it for me. On Friday morning, I made the difficult decision to declare a state of emergency in Ontario. The police now have every single tool they need. They have every resource available to them. And we've made progress since speaking to you last time. I want to thank our police forces for their efforts over the weekend. The blockade at our border in Windsor has now come to an end. The Ambassador Bridge has reopened. We have managed the situation at the Blue Water border crossing in Sarnia. Toronto. So you can see it was never about your health. It's about Doug Ford, who's considered conservative. It was all about his political expediency. When, when the convoy was hot and he thought that it would be good for him, he went out and said politically good for him, politically expedient for him. He went out and he was Mr. Law and Order on COVID. Now that it's turning against that, the tide is turning against that, where you have five provinces saying that they're not going to abide with Justin, Power, uh, Justin Trudeau's Emergency Powers Act, Emergencies Act, that they're not going to abide in it, War Measures Act, they're not going to abide in it. Suddenly now, Doug Ford is Mr. Free from COVID. Because now the political tide has turned, which shows you that it was never about, it was never about preventing transmission. It was never about trying to keep people safe. Because here's the thing, it was never about that ever, not for one second. Don't ever say that back, well, you know, back in March, when, the, when COVID was, you know, when it was raging, it was never raging. It was never, New York was never overrun with patients. You need to understand something. That the Army Corps of Engineers spent $660 million. This was Donald Trump, by the way. Spent $660 million putting up hospitals all throughout the country. Most of which were never used. Two of them, at least two of them, two or three in New York never saw a patient. But they were being overrun. You see, right there, it's politically expedient. It would be, you know, you know, COVID's hot. People are scared. Now I'll buy right in. But it still had never had anything to do with the virus itself. And Doug Ford's no different. And Phil Murphy in New Jersey, Kathy Hochul in New York, they're no different. Right now, because the polling data, the internal polling data for the DNC is saying COVID is not good for us right now. What we've done with COVID is turning people against us. So now they're dropping their mask mandates. So it had not, it never had any, by the way, none of them are dropping their vaccine mandates in the United States. There are uh, pre uh, premiers in Canada who are dropping. Uh, Saskatchewan, they dropped their vaccine mandate. 
But the, uh, the governors of the United States, none of them are dropping vaccine mandates. Just keep, keep that in mind. But when they see internal polling data and they go, you know what? This is no longer polling well for us. They drop all of their COVID mandates. So how is it ever about your health when a simple poll makes them drop the things that they were using to allegedly save your life? And if it was for real and those things were the things that were saving your life, then they're willing to drop saving your life for them to win an election. So there's no way for it to be good in either capacity. So you need to be very watchful right now of all these. A lot of people are rejoicing, you know, the tide is turning. It is turning, but it's begrudgingly turning. And if these people are back in office, the Doug Fords of the world, he sounds great on that first video, right? I mean, he sounded great. We're done with this. We're done. Well, it was a week before that, he institutes emergency powers to take over his entire, his entire province of Ontario. It just takes over. So there's complete totalitarian. It's a complete totalitarian police state. So all of these people are just full of it. And that's why you never, ever give them not one inch. Well, you know, we need to be polite. I'm not being polite either. I'm not being nice. I will be cordial, but I will not be nice with these people. You know, there's, there's people that are they're always talking about, you know, we need to be friendly. There's a video out today of Canadians hugging the cops that are going there to quell their protest. What are you doing hugging them? You know, if it's, if it's a cop who comes out there and says, hey, listen, I'm with you guys, well, then hug them. But if they're there to take away your constitution, your charter of, of, of freedoms, charter of rights and freedoms, take away your rights, what are you doing? Hugging? I'm not saying being mean, mean. I'm not talking about being violent. I'm not talking about belittling anybody. But I'm not going to sit there and hug on people that are being used to steal my freedom that put Archer Pulaski in prison. I'm not doing it. It's time for us to take hard core stance. And I know that I'm primarily preaching to the choir right now, but share this with some people that aren't because that, this is what they need to hear. The church needs to rise conservatives need to rise. You need to be, listen, you need to be anti-vaccine. I'm talking about anti-COVID vaccine, mumps and polio. You do what you want with all those things. Some of them have been shown to be uh, effective. Some of them have have different people have different opinions on all those things. I'm not getting into it, but I'm talking about COVID-19. You need to be anti-vaccine, even if you're currently vaccinated. And if you are currently vaccinated, you need to be praying right now that God leeches all of that toxin out of your body. And if there is any damage done to your body, that it's healed in Jesus name. I pray that for you right now. And if you want it, I pray that over you right now in Jesus name. But that's it for tonight. Listen, I love each and every one of you. I appreciate it. If you're on Rumble, please share. Try to share it if you're on Facebook. Friend me if you're on Facebook because I can't reach out to you to friend you. Got some videos to play. Moving into a new building, 13,000 South Tamiami Trail, Northport, Florida Foundation Church, a southern outpost of freedom about an hour and a half south of another southern outpost of freedom, which is the River Church in Tampa Bay with Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, the man that was arrested for keeping his church open and really set for Florida free, but we've gone into a new building because we are overrun with Patriot Christians. I'm glad we've grown from a church of 150 to a church of 700. You got a new building. You're going to see it here on this first video that we play. Love you all back here Thursday night, 830. God bless you. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. 
you know what, you come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never gonna close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. Thank you.